What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? And thank you for tuning in to this edition of The Drop-In. Today is uh, actually New Year's Eve. 2022, and I hope everybody is looking forward. Looking forward, and we've all been through so much these last few years. I mean, adversity has been nuts. And so I wanted to do a show about, like, some of the greatest lessons in my life were following the, the I mean, the most monumental adversities that I had to traverse, that I had to get over, and coming out the other side— it taught me lessons I could have never learned any other way, any other way. And I couldn't think of a better guest to have on than my buddy Kyle. And he has been on the show in the past. You can look back through the archives and find some other shows we've done together. But as I evolve, as he has evolved, as, as, as the life continues to teach us different things, um, it's just – it's rad. It's rad when you can look back and see what you've been through. And we've all been through it, man. This last couple of years, I'll tell you what. We've had to contend with some things we, I, I know for me, I never thought I'd have to contend with. I mean, from, uh, I mean, I was working through all of, of the COVID stuff and I had to have papers in my car in case I got pulled over to say I was an essential worker. I never thought I would see a day like that, and that's what we had to go through. But uh, the other thing for me is, and I talk about it openly all the time, is recovery. And, you know, I I went through a tough time uh, where I thought a vodka bottle was the answer, and I was all in. In my life, when I like something, if I'm into something, I'm all in. You know, if I I like a book, I want to know everything about the author. I want to research his life and how he got to this point. Well, with vodka, it was no different, and I was all in. I was drinking two, sometimes three-fifths a day. I I canceled life. I'd lock my door, shut off my phone, and just drink. Ended up in the hospital a few times, three rehabs, like all kinds of crazy crap. And uh, February 2nd, 2017, I decided that uh, if this was the day, then my life was over, that I was going to drink some more that day, and I was going to die, or I was going to stop and figure out a way to get out of it. And I lost just about everything. And that was the day I decided that I would do whatever I had to take, whatever I had to do to get through that. that. And uh, the analogy I like to use is if the folks that were helping me told me I had to crawl on glass on my knees to Antarctica to stay sober, I would have been crawling on glass to Antarctica to stay sober. And so that adversity in my life, getting through it, uh, taught me so much. And as you continue to listen to the drop-in, you'll hear some of those lessons. But today, I have my buddy. And his last name, his last name actually translates to street rat. It, isn't that crazy? Because he is a ripping skateboarder. He is just an awesome human. He is making a difference in every life he touches. Just when you're around Kyle... Uh, you'll probably see him glow through the screen because when you're around him, he radiates this like positivity. And I think that's what drew us to each other, even though we've been friends since he was like a little kid, like we met a long time ago. But without too much more, I want to introduce you guys to and gals to my buddy Kyle Rara. Kyle, thank you so much for coming out on New Year's Eve, dude. Yeah, happy New Year's, all that stuff. It's, uh, it's great to be back, man. Yeah, how was the drive in? Not bad. I moved to uh, Walled Lake, so just to fly up M5, all that stuff, it's uneventful. So it's uh, used to come from Howell, which was a hike for sure, but uh, um, yeah, can't complain. 
Cool, cool, cool. I appreciate you coming down today, and I can't think yeah. of a better person to have on because you're doing, we're going to get into it, you're doing yeah. stuff with Nam, Nami, mm-hmm. you're doing all kinds of really cool stuff, but for our uh, our awesome drop-in audience, we're going to start at the beginning because I like to tell stories, oh, yeah. and um, you know, uh, how was it for you growing up, like family dynamic, all that kind of stuff, like brothers, sisters, was it was it cool? It was good. I mean, it was. Um, I grew up in kind of like a sports-centered type of family. I started baseball when I was four. Uh, my brother played hockey, did travel hockey. My sister was in kind of more dance, did some softball here and there. Um, definitely had like a good like camaraderie, you know, as kids. Just kind of like you know, we had like that sibling that that banter back and forth, and um, it was fun to say the least. We traveled all the time for all my sporting events. Um, so the dynamic was, it was good there. Um, but it was like getting into skateboarding and getting into like the various things that I'm into was like, I was, it was based on my environment. So like the, my neighborhood kids and everything that I would hang out with, that was kind of like what shaped me today. So now in baseball, what position did you play? I was a shortstop and then I also pitched as well. Ah. So it was, uh, I did, I mean, literally you go everywhere and you kind of do the rotation of, uh, all the positions I did was a catcher for a little bit. That was scary at times, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, kind of like the full full, full rotation. Uh, similar for me because yeah. I organized sports was a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing hockey at a young age, and for some ridiculous reason, I wanted to be a goalie. And yeah. so, <laughs> um, playing baseball, they're like, "Well, you're a goalie. You're going to be the catcher." So I actually was the catcher all the time. Oh yeah, and um, and there's some lessons there, you know, mm-hmm. as far as uh, you know, having a coach, having some discipline. Having right. some personal discipline when you're not at the the rink or at the field to actually want to be better and do stuff on your own mm-hmm. to hone your skills. I think organized sports for some people, not for everybody, but are yeah. Im- important rites of passage as you continue to move up that uh, ladder of life, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a big impact and. All aspects of life, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. And uh, like in school, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school. What kind of what kind of student were you? What kind of friend were you in there? I was uh, very academically focused. Um, I did. I was in sports up to my freshman year of high school because I uh, wanted to focus on on school. I wanted to get into a good college, and um, school was the primary focus. And on the side, I would go. I go to the skate park on the weekends, or I was still doing uh, some baseball-related, hockey-related uh, sticks and pucks, if you will, on the oh, weekends. Cool. Um, but really, yeah, academically focused. Really, kind of, uh, I was a little reserved in a sense that I was um, wasn't the most outgoing kind of guy. I was just kind of very like regimented and um, was around people of that same kind of uh, caliber. But uh, really. Um, trying to understand like what I wanted to do and everything like that. Like, oh, you got to figure it out and you got all these kind of like these steps you got to go through mentally. And um, yeah, it was kind of, I was a bookworm. I read and wrote a a bunch. Um, That was, I was kind of, I was that type of student for sure. Right on. Now at, you know, 10, at 12, at 14, Mm -hmm. did you have an idea at that point of what you wanted to do? Like, because I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yeah. at that point, yeah. like, at 14, somebody yeah. asked me, they're like, what are you going to do when you grow up? I'm like, I want to be a mortician. 
Right. That's yeah. what I want to be. Because I was into <laughs> yeah. the punk rock and yeah. all that stuff. And right. then I realized there was a whole lot of chemistry, and I wasn't very fired up about chemistry. Chemistry's so tough. Yeah. Mortician <laughs> went out the window. Yeah. But did you have yeah. any ideas of where you wanted to be later in life? I knew um, I knew I liked to read and I liked to write. And, you know, whatever that kind of, like, translated to was, oh, I'll do something in that kind of, like, that parallel. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll go, go to school for English. And... Uh, um, I later went into marketing just for like the creative aspect of things and in business and um, really gravitated towards that, uh, the business world and how it operates and starting a business from scratch and uh, the intricacies of all that stuff. So it's really like uh, to answer the question, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to try everything and see what kind of like what stuck um, and kind of go from there and using like the hobbies like playing guitar, skateboarding as a, like a vehicle to get me there so well and you mentioned skateboarding music you know different things mm-hmm. um creativity i i feel it's just my personal opinion i think is at an all-time low you know yeah. people can grab yeah. all sorts of things from the internet and mash it up together and make it their own and that's sort of creative but i, I i'm a big fan of somebody who can sit down and write their own thing or draw mm-hmm. their own picture or whatever make their own music right uh has that have you always been sort of a creative person i would say in uh kind of like the written word absolutely um kind of using your words to kind of get out your emotions and um using that as just kind of like uh, you know, whatever's going on up top, I can like write it down on paper and then I can get on with my day. And so journaling was a big aspect of that. Um, creativity wise, I really was, I was always fascinated with, uh, like how this is like a talk show. And I was like, I wanted to be a, a script writer for like Stephen Colbert or like the Conan O'Brien show or kind of things of, of that fashion. And like meeting people in that kind of that realm is just nothing but like creative people. And uh, that's what I was gravitated towards. Right um, on. That, that type of atmosphere, yeah, for sure. Well, and you still skate. I see you out sk- rolling around, you know, oh, and yeah. doing your thing. And, uh, and your style is very interesting because you have a style all your own, I feel. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like calculated and sort of analytical. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're uh, – and skateboarding just it, – it's a creative medium. Right. It really is. You can. Yeah. There's no uniform. There's no coach. There's no right, right or wrong way to do it. <laughs> yeah. And like a, one thing that's rad about your style is I could see a silhouette, like in the '80s skating, you could see a silhouette of of some of the the heavy hitters, and you would know who it is. You didn't have to see their face. You right. knew their style. Yeah. And then through the 2000s ish, a lot of people sort of tried to emulate like the popular style of the day, and they skated just like that. And and styles sort of went. A little bit by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Now you, you're about I don't know half my age, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have your own style, and I think yeah. that is rad. And you continue to progress. I see you like posting some things up and still having a good time progressing. Yeah, I appreciate it, girl. It's uh, it's it's always been the one thing where I can go and just kind of forget about everything in the moment, and yeah. um, it makes me feel like a kid, even though I'm you know I'll be 27 in a couple of days, and it's like. It's an excuse to play. That's what I always tell my parents. It's like, oh, you're going to skate park. Oh, you're going to play. Like, I, like this whole thing of, you know, being an adult and all that stuff is you know, have your own responsibilities and all that stuff. And I always joke with uh, like people at Ann Arbor Skate Park is like, the day that like my 401 and my Roth IRA was set up, I'm like, this can't be it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there has to be so much more than like you know, 
all the like adulting, I'm like, I just want to go play. I want to do my responsibilities and work and do, you know, like what I'm supposed to do. And then I want to go play. Is yeah. that's the word? Yeah. Yeah. My whole life has sort of been, you know, that that mantra. You know, I yeah. I'll take care of my adulting stuff. But I'm still like a child. You right. know, I still yeah. <laughs> still play my drums when I can, ride my skateboard, draw pictures. I'll yeah. get out and play drop-in hockey still on oh, occasion. Yeah. And, you know, life should be fun. Right. And it shouldn't always be an arm wrestling match. Exactly. But sometimes yeah. we are faced with arm wrestling matches in our life. Mm-hmm. And like I opened the show with – we often look at those things as insurmountable. Like, we can't get through this. We can't get through this. We can't get through this. And then we get through it, and we're like, I just got through that. Right. And it builds that self-esteem, that self-awareness. It it, it, it helps you understand that you can really get through anything. And there's nothing, not a thing on this earth that we can't get to or get over or get through there just isn't. I don't believe there is. And and it helps when you have positive people around you. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident that's why we gravitated towards each other because we've been through some similar things. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know uh, this show is is now – and I'm pretty brutally honest. Like the uh, my old shows are 55 minutes straight through. One hour you had to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We're now doing it as three, three segments, three 17-minute segments. And uh, our second segment, we're going to dig a little deeper, but we're going to get into a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. Because in your um, high school, later in your high school years, you went through – quite an an experience that was life-changing and can you talk a little bit about um, the initial experience what happened in in and uh and that for our awesome drop-in viewers yeah when i was uh i was 17 i was a junior in high school and uh i was involved in a pretty significant car accident and uh, that really shaped kind of uh it really just kind of like shook up the whole gumball machine as i like to say and um it really, it affected me in more ways than that I knew after the the accident, essentially. And, um, you know, I was driving down the road, just going to school, and, you know, the wiper blades are going as fast as they possibly could, and it's good torrential downpour. And uh, a pickup truck decided to go up a, a turn lane because there was a middle school right there and hit an oncoming car, uh, and that car later spun out of control and T-boned me about 55, 60 miles an hour, and... Um, I woke up to the sight and sound of sirens and ambulances and seeing, you know, like a sheriff walking towards my car. And uh, that's what really kind of like, that's what started everything. And it was just kind of, I never knew that that moment that everything was going to change in more ways than one. Um, Yeah, that's what kind of, what brought me into kind of like the whole spiraling out of control thing and kind of dealing with people the following day at high school. And um, I was put on medication for, for whiplash purposes. And I had pain in my neck pretty uh, pretty bad. And um, the thing with pain meds, at least for how they affect me, is they made my pupils bigger. And uh, the whole, you know, high school students, they can be pretty nasty and would start rumors. And, you know, Kyle, Kyle's on drugs. He's doing all the heavy stuff. He's doing heroin. He's doing this. He's doing that. And uh, that's when I really kind of went into my shell, and uh, that's where I felt like I kind of lost kind of who I was. And that time, like ju- the junior year, I know for me, my junior year was really 
where I started sort of developing my direction for college. Right. You know, I started, yeah. I, I, I was always a creative guy and I was always drawing and painting and those things. Yeah. And I, you know, that is such a pivotal time in our lives. Junior going into our senior year, we're laying out a little foundation for where we're going next. Right. So for that accident to happen at that time in your life, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, it's like one of those rite of passage times. And yeah. now, like you said, yeah. it, it, it rattled, shook your whole foundation at right. that time. And I hear my music, so we're going to get deeper into this because what Kyle went through and how he came out the other side, mind-blowing. So make sure to check out part two of this New Year's Eve segment of the drop, and I want to thank you guys so much for being here, and um, and just keep tuning in. We're going to keep inspiring the nation, the world, this globe, this giant marble, and I want you along for the ride. So thank you very much, and we'll be back with part two with Kyle Rara.